You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 64. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you feel that your business could use a little push to get off the production plateau and get to the next level? In other words, you're not at the pinnacle of your success and you just don't know what to do. Well, if so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for knowing what it takes to get to the next level. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really looked at where they are now and what it takes to become excellent in their business. In other words, they're simply leaving their success up to chance and just hoping that one day they'll become even more successful than they are today. So what do you do? Well, you really have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep getting what you're getting, or you could learn to become the excellent advisor. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how to understand what type of an advisor you are now and what it takes to become excellent. So if you're ready to learn the tools and techniques that it takes to take your business to the next level, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to become an excellent advisor? Well, remember, success doesn't come to those who wish and wait for it, but it comes to those who create strategic plans, work to execute those plans, and track their success. In other words, you are simply hoping to succeed and not doing anything to get there is not the way to do it. And that's why I wanted to create this podcast today. Because I want you to understand where you are now and how you get to where you want to be. So we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, mastering the art of excellence so that you have a process for excelling in your business. Second, the five types of advisors so that you know where you are and where you rank amongst your peers. And third, understanding the next level so you know what to do when you're ready to succeed. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew exactly what it takes to excel in your business? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Mastering the Art of Excellence Obtaining excellence with any endeavor is rarely something that's going to happen overnight. Typically takes years. A lot of financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers and so on let outside influences and short-term setbacks detract them from becoming excellent at what they're doing. On the journey to becoming the best that you can be, you just have to sometimes take one step at a time. You see, the key to mastering the art of excellence is to focus on each of those steps, whether it's defined as, as learning from how to cold call, close a, a sale, or ask for referrals. Whatever the step is, 
it's important to concentrate on your ability and your effectiveness to take that one next step and just keep moving forward. And eventually, those little steps, when you string them together, what it does is it moves you forward towards really where you want to be. Aristotle said it best when he said, excellence is an art, one by training and habit. In other words, we create excellence by continually learning and honing the activities that we need to do to become habits. And then, excellence is really just the byproduct of doing all of these habits. So what we're going to do is talk about a three-step formula that you need to consider if you're going to be excellent at anything in your business. Let's jump in. Step one, commit to a new level of greatness. If you want to be excellent at anything, you must be committed to a new level of greatness. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter whether you're a financial advisor, insurance agent, wholesaler, branch manager, agency manager, or professional athlete. Every successful person knows that the first step is to decide without a doubt that they're fully committed to putting in their best effort. We're going to make this happen. We're going to win this game, whatever it is. Let me tell you a quick story. It's about John C., and that's not his real name, by the way. He was a 20-year veteran financial advisor that was stalemated. He was on a production plateau, and his business had reached that production plateau for years. When I began coaching him, he was absolutely committed to learning how to unclog his pipeline, and all he needed was to know how to do it, how to identify the clogs, implement the right strategies, and put those things into place to take action to get better results. And once he understood this, we went to the next step, step two. Step two, model the masters. Success, like I said before, doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen, and it'll happen more quickly when you model those who have had success. <laughs> so in John's case, I had coached a lot of financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers and so on on the methodology to, to find specific clogs in the pipeline, in every stage of the pipeline. So we quickly started to do that, and what we found out were the challenges that he had. And then we discussed the solutions that he needed to do in order to work on unclogging that pipeline and be successful. And then we began to apply those activities that were necessary on a daily basis so that he could use those solutions or apply those solutions and put them into place and make sure that over time, these activities were turned to habits. And eventually, the pipeline would get converted and he'd start getting to the next level. And once he started to do this, we went to step three. Step three, mapping out the milestones. So this is the final step in tracking your progress on your way to excellence. It's what I call mapping out the milestones. That way you can see what you've accomplished. And so here's a brief description of some of the milestones that John experienced when he was getting success. Initially, I had explained to him, to John, that my pipeline process had four stages. The initial contact was stage one. Stage two, the first appointment. Stage three, the second appointment. And stage four, referrals. Now, John knew that he had a, he had a clog in every stage, but he didn't know where the biggest clogs were. So we had begun working on the initial contact because he wasn't filling up the pipeline. 
So what we did is we worked on everything that he needed to do, and we noticed that there was a milestone. The milestone was he was starting to set a lot of appointments. Next, we went to stage three, the closing appointments. He said he wasn't closing people. We started working on that, and after a few weeks, it didn't take him long to start closing everybody. In fact, eventually, when I told him to quit counting, he had closed 20 out of 21 prospects in a row. Then we worked on another milestone, stage two, the first appointment. Because really what he was doing, he was doing the corporate commercial. What I taught him to do was uncover the prospect's challenges and help them understand that he has solutions. And it didn't take him long before that was no problem. And then we went to stage four, referrals, getting referrals. And once we role-played the, what I call the client-centered referral dialogue, so he had a framework on how to ask them for referrals that sounded like a dialogue and it wasn't all about him, it didn't take him long before he was starting to get referrals and putting people back into his pipeline, new people, at stage one. All along the way, these were milestones. Although this process didn't really happen overnight, it did happen. In fact, it happened much faster than it would not have happened had he not been coached. And he was building a much better business because he was mastering the art of excellence. The five types of advisors. Before we get into the five types of advisors, let me clarify what I mean. It doesn't matter if you're a financial advisor, insurance advisor, a wholesaler branch manager, or agency manager. If you're advising people for a living, then you're an advisor. But for the sake of clarity, I'm going to refer to advisor or these examples as financial advisors for right now, since a lot of my clients are financial advisors, but I've worked with everyone. Also, it's important to note that when, when I explain these five types of advisors, I'm not referring to their character. In other words, I might say the bad advisor. It doesn't mean they have a bad character. They might have a good character. In this case, bad merely refers to really how they run their business. So let's take a look at each of the five types of advisors. Type one, the bad advisor. Now the quote, bad advisor, unquote, is a term I use for a person who is in survival mode and doesn't really do anything about it. In other words, they might be a, a rookie who still has a salary for the next year or a veteran who's been losing clients over the years and, and gross production has gone down and they just don't really care. In either case, I consider them bad because they don't care. Let's talk about the rookie bad advisor. The rookie bad advisor knows that if the position doesn't work out, find something else. In fact, most likely, it'll be in a different industry. <laughs> it reminds me of a rookie that we had in the office years ago when I was still a rookie. It was interesting. It was 25 years ago, and he was, I think, probably 21 or 22. He just got out of college. He was a recent grad that they hired. He was a tall, overweight, not personable kid. He was on a salary for one year. And he walked into my office, and he said, hey, the boss wants me to learn how to, how to build a business. You're supposed to show me. So I showed him a white binder. I handed him this white binder, and I said, three-ring binder, and I said, dial the phone 100 times every day and mark off little hash marks, and circle the ones that you set appointments with, and, and so on. And he walked out the door. He came back the next week, and he said, hey, the boss wants you to show me how to build a business. 
And I said, I did last week. And he kind of nervously laughed and walked out of the office. And he never came back. See, one year and one day from the day he got hired, he was off salary. And on that day, he walked in and quit. But bad advisors are not just rookies. The veteran bad advisor is likely somebody that's burnt out. And they know that if they, they're let go, they'll either go independent as an independent financial advisor or just retire. The commonality between the two, the rookie bad advisor and the veteran bad advisor is, well, it's just bad. Let me go over some of the common characteristics of the bad advisor. Let's start with their attitude. It's kind of a bad attitude. They just don't care. There's no motivation. As a result, they, they don't want to do much. They have no written goals, unless they're forced to at the end of the year or the beginning of the new production year. And their time management. Let's talk about their time management. They really don't have any structure to the day. And for the most part, they're wasting time. They're avoiding activities that they don't want to do, like maybe a prospect. And they love interruptions because it makes them feel busy. And when it comes to prospecting, they don't prospect unless they have to. And they tend to, to find ways to make money off their current clients if they've been in the business for a while. And they don't gather new assets. And their sales. They don't really have a sales system. Or the sales system that they use is something that they had used 20 or 30 years ago. And they say whatever comes out of their mouth for the most part. And they don't have a written pipeline. And they, they don't ask for referrals. And their client servicing system, well, that's pretty much non-existent. And they have a, a reactive client servicing system. They put out fires all day. Now, if this type of advisor is someone who sounds like you, you can change this. You can turn this around. I've seen it before. It starts by getting honest with yourself. Do you want to be bad at what you do? Nobody does. Do you want to keep running your business the way you have right now with no purpose and it's draining you? Do you want to change things? And if so, then you need to get to the next level to at least become the average advisor. And the way to do that, at least become average, is to want to learn how to change your situation and to understand what they do, the average advisor does, differently. And that is what we're going to talk about next. Type 2, the average advisor. So the, quote, average advisor, unquote, is a term I use for a person who is past the survival stage and is doing just enough to be average. In other words, they might be a rookie who's in the middle of their training class, but has managed to stay in business for the past three or four years while most of the class washed out. But the average advisor persevered and is making enough money to pay the bills, get by. They fly under the radar by the corporate standards. So they're not going to get fired, but they're not going to get the corner office. It's not going to happen, and they never will. Let me tell you a quick story about an average advisor. It reminds me of a veteran that I worked with years ago. He was in his late 50s, and he had been in the business for over 25 years. He had moved firms three times, and he got three great signing bonuses, but it actually hurt him in the long run. He didn't bring all the assets over the last time, and that made him go from good to average. See, his assets under management were now lower, a lot lower. And his production was a lot lower, which made him average in production. But he was tired of being average. So he admitted to me one day that he didn't want to prospect his former clients. He was done with them, the people that didn't come over. 
So what we did was what I called the social prospecting campaign. In fact, he said to me, look, if I work with the people that I've known that are just acquaintances that are downtown, that work downtown, that I've known for the last 25 plus years, I could bring in a lot of assets. But I don't want to be that person that just, you know, calls up people they know to try to get their business. And I said, don't be that person. Instead, let's do this. Let's do the social prospecting campaign. And I showed him this campaign that just kind of eased into it with the conversation with these acquaintances where he would get together with them, have lunch, find out what's new in your world, haven't seen you in a long time, and they'd ask about him. And then he'd tell them the story. And eventually he'd say, you know, I'm working with a lot of people that we know. And if you want a second opinion, I'm happy to give it to you. And he started doing it. And he brought in $6 million in six months. And his boss, get this, his boss had a sales meeting and he said, hey, why don't you stand up and tell everybody what you're doing? You're the only one bringing in assets right now. So let's go over some of the common characteristics of the average advisor. Number one, attitude, motivation, and goals. They have a complacent attitude. It'll all work out eventually, is kind of their way of thinking. There is some motivation, but only when it comes under, well, under pressure. The pressure from the company that you have to hit the minimum account sizes and the minimum production. And they get this. They live in a fear of failure and a fear of success for the most part. Now, that advisor was a little bit different because he had already had success. But most people that are just average and stay there are staying there because they need to pay the bills, fear of failure. But when they hit certain numbers, they don't want to have to work too hard, fear of success. Their time management. They have very little structure to their time management. Maybe a meeting or two during the, during the day or couple of during the week, but for the most part, they aren't really calling clients on a consistent basis and setting up appointments. And they love interruptions. In fact, it makes them feel busy. When it comes to prospecting, well, they don't really prospect unless they have to. And they tend to get referrals just out of the blue every once in a while. I had one average advisor that told me when I was in production years ago, he had been in the business for 24 years and stopped prospecting 12 years earlier. I said, well, how do you grow? And he said, I get referrals whenever. He was average. Their sales, they really don't have a sales system. They say whatever comes out of their mouth because they're average. They don't have a written pipeline. They have a reactive client servicing system where they're putting out fires, and they love to put out fires because, again, they feel busy. So if you're an average advisor and you want to change things, it's all about starting from not being satisfied with being average. In other words, Decide now that you want it more for yourself. And that's where it all begins. You see, if you decide right now that okay is not okay, then you start to go in the right direction. And what you really want to do is, is a better way to get your business to the next level. You see, in order to get to the next level, you need a new system. And you'll get there if it's a good system. And so what does a good advisor look like? That is what we're going to talk about next. The good advisor. The, quote, good advisor is a term I use for a person who has, is really a top producer in the office. In other words, they have been successful. They've been successful with their business and are now, are now noticed by the branch manager, maybe even the regional manager, most likely. And they most likely have been in the business for a few years. Now, you can be a rookie and be considered a good advisor. It's absolutely possible. And that would be someone that is a top tier of the rookie class. 
they would either be someone that had just started out as their first job out of college and and they're really, really crushing it, or it's a second career. And they utilize the relationships that they had with other people. But they did something different than their peers. They got to an entirely different level, another level, that made them stand out from the average. Let me tell you a quick story, because it reminds me of a semi-rookie advisor that I worked with a few years ago. See, he was in his 30s, early 30s. He came to a free coaching session that I did uh, when it was his first year in the business. Two years later, he came back to me and he said to another free session, he said, you know, I remembered you. And I said to myself, this is what he told me, that if he ever got to the point where he could afford me, he was going to hire me. So we started working together (laughs) weekly in group coaching sessions, as well as individually in individual coaching sessions every week. So twice a week. And he learned all the tools and techniques that I taught him. And this guy, this guy who was average, got to the point where he gathered $7 million in one day from two prospects in that same day. He absolutely went to the top of his class. And over time, by year four in the business, he had $45 million under management. And nobody gave him anything. And now he's in a team. He was, he was asked to be a part of a team, and, and he's still gathering assets. And they have $350 million. See, the reason he grew his business so fast was because he made, he made learning a passion and learning how to be what I call able to do effortless connections, being able to connect with anyone, anywhere, at any time. And it helped him because he learned how to help people want to buy. In fact, he was tired of putting recommendations together for prospects and doing all the work and not closing before we started working together. And so he simply changed his sales process to, to help people understand why they needed to open an account with him first, transfer the assets in, and then get his recommendations. It was brilliant. I've never seen anybody do it since. And so let's go over some of the characteristics of what I consider a, quote, good advisor, unquote. The first thing is attitude and motivation and goals. They have a good attitude. They're going to learn everything they can. And just like he did, they continue to be motivated because they're loving what they do. They have written goals, and they enjoyed accomplishing those. And their time management, they now have structure to their day because they're using the bottom line list, a tool I created. And for the most part, they have a systematic way of handling interruptions. Time matrix to do. It's another tool created. They have client servicing levels to manage their clients. They have a, a way to measure their success during the day and get things done. When it comes to prospecting, they prospect daily. They love it. They've learned to love it because it's working. They track their assets and they, they track the assets that they gather and they have now a minimum account size and it's working for them. So they love to continue to prospect. When it comes to sales, they now have a system because they've mapped the whole thing out because I've shown them how to do it and they're applying it. I did a whole podcast on this, actually episode 63. And they have a written pipeline. I did a podcast on that too, the new business strategy list, episode 15, building your new business strategy list. They have a process for asking for referrals because they've learned the client-centered referral dialogue. When it comes to client servicing, they now have servicing levels. They typically have no problem solving problems and not pushing products. See, it's a different mentality when you become the good advisor. You have a proactive client servicing system. Being a good advisor is a good place to be. 
But if you want to go from good to great, you need to take the additional steps. And that is what we're going to talk about next. Type four, the great advisor. Now the quote, great advisor, unquote, is a term I use for a person who's a top producer in their region. In other words, they're a successful advisor. They have a successful business and are, are noticed by the branch manager, the regional manager, and other advisors in the region or even in the company that they don't even know. You might even say that they're kind of like a, a rock star, so to speak, because they stand out. In fact, sometimes they're asked to do Zoom meetings just just show the other advisors what they do and explain how they're doing it. Also, they most likely have been in the business for a long time. But let me tell you about one advisor that I coached a few years ago that went from good to great. And it didn't take her very long to do that. So this advisor was actually in her 50s. She was in her early 50s when we started. And she had been at the same firm for her whole career. I think it was around 25 years or so. She was at a bank-owned brokerage firm, but didn't sit in a bank branch. And she had been a top producer in her office for years, but wanted to get to the next level. So we mapped out a strategy. We mapped out a strategy for her to network with the private and the personal bankers. We identified the top bankers in the, in the positions that they had, and we mapped out the banks that she wanted to work with. We mapped out what to say and how to say it and how to connect with them. We mapped out what to do with their managers to make connections with them. We mapped out how to teach the bankers what her target market looked like. So anytime they saw her target market, they'd automatically start referring her to them, to those clients. And we had a drip campaign to keep in front of them all the time. We got this center of influence machine up and running. We started in early June, I think it was. And by the end of the summer, she was swamped. She gathered $20 million that summer. She's done the company Zoom meetings more than once to explain her success stories. And she knows what to say, how to say it, and how to close people. In fact... She did it by having systems to connecting with others and making sure that everyone got something out of it, not just her. And while other advisors were average or, or good, she was great. And the reason she grew so fast was because she had systems for everything, just like I said. And we were able to work on those strategies, strategies of specific people in the pipeline so that we could put them into and through the pipeline faster. And also... She never stopped. She never t stopped taking action every day. And finally, <laughs> she was accountable to me on a daily basis as well as weekly basis. We had two sessions a week. She was in a group and she was in individual coaching as well. And let's go over some of the common characteristics of what makes a great advisor. First thing is the attitude. See, the attitude and the motivation and the goals are really about it's an I'm going to get even better than I was yesterday attitude. So it's a great attitude. <laughs> There's a commitment to the motivation and a continued motivation because they're on a mission and they strive to surpass every written goal that we could write down. They, they want to not only accomplish the goals, they want to exceed the goals. And as far as time management, they've got processes. Structure to the day, a way to handle the interruptions, a systematic way to handle everything. Here's the thing, though. When you get to great... Client servicing is a little bit different because client servicing is about delegating everything and anything that's non-essential to anyone on the team because you probably have a team. 
And that's the biggest difference between the good and great advisor. It really comes down to time management and more people on your team. Prospecting. Prospecting, they do it daily. I've never worked with anybody that was great that didn't love to prospect or learn to love to prospect. And they track their assets that they gather and their minimum account sizes always go up, always go up. And they love to prospect. I've never seen a great advisor that didn't love to prospect. But what makes them great is that they're constantly practicing on how to get even better. And we work on what's called situational coaching, which is really a specific situation that's happening with a specific person to move them through the pipeline. So their sales, their sales process is even better than it ever has been. doesn't matter how long they've been in the business. And they know what they're going to say, and they know how they're going to say it, and they're ready for objections. They have a written pipeline, and they're organized. They create urgency in the pipeline, and they maintain the momentum. I did a whole podcast on that, episode 53. I want to check that out, creating urgency and maintaining the momentum. They have a process for asking referrals, and they track their referrals. Their client servicing system is now better than it ever has been. They have client servicing levels. They are a problem solver, not a product pusher. And they have proactive client servicing systems. And they have team members that literally take care of smaller accounts. And they know exactly who's going to take care of whom. See, being a great advisor is a great place to be. But if you want to go from great to excellent, you need to take additional steps. And that is what we're going to talk about next. Type 5 the excellent advisor. Now the quote excellent advisor is a term I use for a person who is one of the top producers or a top producing team in their company. In other words, they have a successful business and they're they're basically noticed not only by the branch manager, the regional manager, the national manager and, and other advisors in the company, but a lot of people know who they are. You might even say they're kind of a legendary rock star, kind of a Mick Jagger, you know, been around for a long, long time. And they definitely have been in the business for a long time because they'd never get there if they hadn't been. And they have a large team and they've built it over the years because they keep adding new people and they keep adding new assets and new production and new clients and so on. Let me tell you about one advisory team that I coached and they've gone from great to excellent. And it happened fast. So this team, I I coach one of the top teams at one of the biggest firms. I won't say the name of it, but you know it right away. This team manages over $2 billion. They were referred to me actually by the training department, which is a huge compliment. And when we started, we clearly defined their main objective. What do they want to get out of this? And they wanted to get referrals, not referrals from the personal bankers or anything like that, but referrals from their clients. I actually individually coach five of the team members. And we do group coaching weekly. And we do team coaching twice a month. So there's a lot of accountability with the entire team. The entire team got on board when we started and they increased asking and getting referrals because I taught them what I call the client-centered referral dialogue. And we've worked on it from every possible tactical situation that, that anybody could ever think of. And in less than six months, get this, in less than six months, they have gotten a lot of referrals. Now, out of the households, 297, they've asked 224, 75% of the households for referrals. I would pretty much put them against any 
other team, in any other firm. And if I ask the question, have you asked 75% of your total households for a referral in the last six months? That other team would say no, but this team did. And they received 103, yep, 103 referrals. 46% of all the people that they've asked for referrals gave them a referral. That's huge. So almost one out of every two people give them a referral. And they've also uncovered 50 million of additional assets from current clients. They've closed a $300 million case. They did it all by having a team that's committed to excellence and by applying the systems that I've taught them and being accountable every day with their numbers. How many referrals did they ask for? While other advisors and other teams might be good, they might be great, this team is excellent. The reason they're so good and they've grown so fast because they have systems for everything. They have systems for everything and they are dedicated to daily execution and the entire team's on board, on board to do it. And I'm also able to work with the key members of the team to do situational coaching. So who's in the pipeline? What's the situation? And what's the strategy? Few advisors are able to create a team that's excellent, but it is possible because I've seen it. And I know for a fact that if you want to become an excellent advisor, you can. Now, there's something that you have to understand, though, that no team, no team ever will be excellent if the senior members on the team are not on board. In other words, it all starts from the top. It's from the top down. So let's go over some of the common characteristics of being an excellent advisor. So the first thing is the attitude. The attitude of, really, they want to win. They're capable of being number one in a company, and they know it, and they want to get there, and they're dedicated to do it. There's a continued motivation because they're on a mission to beat their own success. Now, here's the key right there, to beat their own success. They want to crush their written goals, and they enjoy doing that. When it comes to time management, well, they have structure to the day, just like the others that I coach with the bottom line list. They have the time matrix to do, a way to handle the interruptions. But for the most part, they have a systematic way of managing their time, and they're sticking to it. And prospecting. Prospect daily. Every day. And they add people to the pipeline, and they move people through every day, and they love to prospect. And this is a main focus, prospecting. And they track their assets that they have in the pipeline, as well as the assets that they've closed and they have a minimum account size that's higher than it was before, and they love to prospect. They need to. And a lot of times they have specific people on the team that that's all they do is prospect. But what makes an excellent team or an excellent advisor is that they constantly practice before their meetings so that they can, they can have no surprises and that they can prepare, sometimes be overprepared for the sale. And as far as sales goes, they live by their sales systems. And once it works, they don't stop. They have a written pipeline, and it's organized. And here's the thing. They're constantly looking for clogs in their pipeline, and they're focused on creating urgency and maintaining the momentum in the pipeline so that we can make the pipeline go even faster. And they have a process for asking referrals, and they track that process, and they get better at the process, and they actually get this. They want to beat their record, their monthly record, every month. Client servicing systems are all mapped out. There, there's a system for everything. And they're grateful. See, being an excellent advisor, 
is the best place to be. Not because it's the most lucrative, which it is, but because it's, it's the most gratifying for your team, for your company, for your clients, and actually for yourself. So just know if you want to get to the next level, I can help. In fact, that is what we're going to talk about next. The next level. So I said we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, mastering the art of excellence. Check. We did that. Second, the five types of advisors. Check. We did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is the next level so that you know what to do when you're ready to get to the next level. As you can probably guess by now, you know what type of advisor you are, I'm sure, after listening to this podcast. But what you might not know is that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. In other words, you can get to that next level by doing what others have done. In fact, I've been coaching financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers and so on since 2004, and I've been in the industry for 30 years. There isn't a challenge I haven't seen or a solution that I haven't applied. Now, the only real question is, are you ready for the next level? So what is the next step to get you to the next level? Well, the next step is simple. It only takes about 30 seconds, and it's probably the most important step you're ever going to take. You could either disregard everything you heard in this podcast and go back to doing what you're doing, and nothing will change. That's the wrong step in the wrong direction. Or you could take the right step in the right direction, and here's how. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com and write in this subject line, let's talk. And I'll shoot you an email back and we'll set up a time to talk about your challenges and how to get you to the next level. This is absolutely the right step in the right direction because if you do, you're going to start to learn a process for making connections, camaraderie, and ancillary learning. It's probably what you've always needed. And also, you'll be able to finally have the solutions to take you to the next level. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.